0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, I'm excited to highlight the Purdue soccer program. And joining me for this episode is the head coach, Drew Roth. Coach, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
0: Oh, doing great. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, hey, it's always a great day to be a Boilermaker. That's right. Especially a great uh, day for you guys coming off a Big win over the weekend. We'll get to that and your season here in just a minute. Before we jump into that and the red hot start that your ladies are on, let's let the listeners get to, uh, a chance to learn more about you. If you don't mind, just give me kind of a brief introduction of who you are, where you're from, and uh, how you got to Purdue.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, I attended Michigan State University. So, uh, you know, kind of Michigan, uh, Michigan raised and been around the Big Ten my whole life. So uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, part of you when you grow up in this part of the country and uh, grow up watching, uh, you know, all the, the great teams. And, you know, I was in high school when, you know, Michigan uh, won the national championship in 89. And then, you know, the same year as the Fab Five uh, basketball team. And I grew up watching, uh, you know, Spartans, the uh, Steve Smith, Scott Skiles, all those players and just kind of always kind of had an admiration for, for them from, uh, you know, about an hour away for the, for the East Lansing team. So uh, just a uh, big-time big time guy and uh, was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, get into college coaching uh, at the University of Indianapolis uh, in the early 2000s uh, and uh, got got uh, uh, an opportunity at Illinois State after that. and I was at Illinois State for eight years and then uh, about seven years had a chance to come to Purdue. And uh, that's kind of uh, – my, my career arc and how that's gone, but uh, just fantastic to be back uh, in the conference and, you know, obviously played soccer at Michigan state as well. So that was uh, uh, something that, uh, you know, never, never came to Purdue to play, obviously um, as a player, but uh, lived in Indianapolis, uh, as I mentioned, and started u and always, uh, you know, looked at Purdue as a, you know, just an incredible school and just a, a place where, uh, you know, women's soccer could, could be very successful. So. It was always in the back of my mind. It'd be a dream to come to school like Purdue someday, and uh, really uh, fortunate that it all worked out that way.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, now in your seventh year at uh, Purdue, uh, yeah, you mentioned the local ties to Indianapolis, so any of our viewers here in the Indianapolis area or listeners uh, might recognize your name from your time down here. That's awesome. Hey, we're going to jump into the season here in just a minute, but we gotta, I got to go backwards because any of my listeners know uh, I've listened to my uh, podcast regularly. That I grew up a big Michigan fan myself, so okay. you, I want to go park back there for a minute because you, you grew up in Ann Arbor, uh, following Michigan, but then you went to Michigan State. Talk about how all that worked out and how your family uh, reacts to that. Obviously, I'm assuming you went to to play soccer on a scholarship, so that's maybe why Michigan State comes into the picture. But kind of talk about that.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I get that question a lot, it's just uh, <laughs> you know, about Michigan. You know, Michigan soccer didn't uh, didn't have a varsity men's team until until around 2000 or so. Uh, and I played in the early '90s, so uh, when you grow up and your dream is to play college soccer, um, it, it really wasn't even in the equation. But like I said, I always, uh, you know, had a had a respect for, uh, for the Spartans for some reason. I think sometimes when you grow up in an area, kind of, it's nice to go against the grain a little bit, you know. So I I always respected the the tradition at Michigan and used to, you know, go to some football games with, with friends and things like that. Um, so you really enjoyed growing up in that atmosphere. But I was I would say, you know, grow, growing up in Ann Arbor was great and attending Michigan state was, was great. So I, I wouldn't have changed, you know, I wouldn't have flip flop that at all. I just think it was really kind of the best of both worlds, but, uh, you know, just so much respect for, uh, you know, I, I love those healthy rivalries, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, every school in the big 10 is, is pretty special. Every school has an incredible campus. So, uh, we all obviously, you know, uh, believe Purdue is the best. And I truly believe that, but, uh, man, it's just so, it's so awesome to be able to to visit these schools and then to go back home and play yeah. against those yeah. teams. And, uh, it's just uh, you know, just just a dream to be in, in,
1: in this conference. That's awesome. Yes. Big Ten is uh, obviously we're biased, but the Big Ten is certainly the best conference in the country. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> this time of year,
0: especially, right? It's just uh with fall coming up, uh yeah. you know, just the buzz on campus and you know, soccer's in session and uh <laughs> of course football seasons going. So uh just uh yeah, if you live in the Midwest and part of this conference. It doesn't get, it doesn't, it doesn't get much better than this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And yeah, especially fall time, you know, as as much as I hate to admit this, even, even the drive to Bloomington in October is actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah yep. Not a bad sight either. So well, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're so thankful to have you uh, here at Purdue now. And now that you're a Boilermaker uh, season off to an awesome start six and one and two uh, coming mm-hmm. off the big victory to start the big 10 season against Nebraska, uh, this past weekend in in Lincoln uh, talk about the program start this year.
0: Yeah, it's a really good start. You know, we're real pleased with the, you know, the, the, the record, of course, we're, we're thrilled about that, but I always try to you know tell a team it's about, you know, what type of soccer we're playing and, and just, you know, are we playing as a team? Are we reaching our potential? And that's, that's really our focus. Um, but, uh, the results that we've gotten have been, have been, uh, you know, uh, really pleased with that. And, uh, just, uh, you know, we have a veteran team, you know, we have six starters out of our 11 uh, starters are uh, seniors. So uh, that experience is there. And as we know, uh, in the Big Ten in any sport, uh, experience really is an important factor. Um, obviously, you need a talent first and foremost, but uh, when those players, uh, you know, have have been in those tough environments, they've played those tough road games in the Big Ten, there's a certain uh, calm that your team has, you know, maybe you face a little adversity or you give up a, a goal that you feel like you shouldn't have given up. Um, players don't put their heads down. They say, you know, we've been here, we've done this before. And I think our team just has a really, uh, you know, steady, uh, you know, uh, mindset now. And they feel like, you know, um, a little a little setback isn't going to throw us off our uh, course. And, and ultimately it's about getting it done over 90 minutes and it's not always going to go your way. And I think that's a huge thing that uh, sometimes young players at this level, you know, uh, it's a transition. Um, everybody in this conference is talented. Everybody's going to bring their best game. Uh, we only played 10 big 10 games. So every single game, uh, every, every staff, every player in each uh, team we play is really given everything they have. So um, really important to, uh, you know, put your best foot forward for 90 minutes. And I feel like this team understands that. And I feel like uh, they really have something to prove. So uh, anytime you're working with a great group that uh, plays soccer the way that, you know, we want them to play, um, but has that maturity about them where, you know, you explain one, explain something to them once and, and they're ready to, to make those changes and make those adjustments uh it, it makes our job you know that much easier but uh to see their development you know we, we started several of these players started as freshmen in 2018 i remember we went into a game against michigan state with eight freshmen starting and at the time uh it's definitely not ideal but uh that that was kind of uh you know when our program was was starting that rebuild and uh, uh now that they're seniors uh they're seeing the fruits of their labor so uh, just off to a really good start. Uh, not to say it was unexpected, of course, because we felt like this team could be very strong. Um, but I'm very pleased because the schedule was difficult, and you always look at that and say, "Okay, you know, um, there could be a couple couple bumps in the road." But we've responded really well, and uh, you know, only only one loss, and that was on the road to Notre Dame. So I really can't ask for much more than that. And uh, uh, this team is ready; uh, they're hungry and and ready to to you know play Illinois and keep things going. But uh, really good vibe with this group, and uh, just a fun team to
1: coach. Yeah, that's for sure. It's been fun following a, a Twitter account and just seeing the excitement uh, throughout the season so far. You mentioned the uh, senior leadership and you you know talked about maybe some of those growing pains. But now look at your you're seeing, the, like you mentioned, the fruits of it uh, this year. It's paying off. Um, did any of your girls, did you uh, I know you guys had the awkward spring season last year because of COVID. Did any of those girls take advantage of the the COVID year and come back to have a, a fifth year this year?
0: Yeah, Maya Lambert was our, our one senior last year that that stayed on for an extra year. Um, and she's been a really valuable player for us. She's one of our captains, she's a returning captain and we have four captains and uh, she's one of them. And uh, she came back, she plays a center position. So that was only one. And, um, you know, we only had two seniors total. So, um, you know, some other teams returned quite a few players for that, but, uh, you know, we, we're happy to have Maya back and, uh, you know, with, with the class with so many seniors, we have 10 seniors uh,
1: without any of the fifth year so. Um, so we still have that very experienced squad. That's awesome. And you mentioned talent too, obviously a big part, including some young talent this year as well. I, of course, I uh, should mention Emily Matthews uh, this past weekend with the, um, did I say Emily's right, right? Yes. Emily, I <laughs> think we should check my notes here. Uh, with the hat trick at, uh, in Lincoln this weekend, she's only a sophomore. Talk about that performance.
0: Yeah, well, it was really a special performance to you know get a hat trick in any match is really tough at the college level in the big 10 it's even tougher and then to do it on the road is is even more rare so it was an incredible performance uh we really needed it uh is a tough place to play uh we found ourselves you know one one uh there at halftime and needed somebody to step up and uh you know from a defensive aspect um uh, marissa Bova made some incredible saves for us she really raised her game and then emily was our you know our biggest producer in the attack and Uh, Emily, someone has great field vision and she's kind of known as a, you know, playmaker, more like, you know, the point guard on the field type of player. Uh, But she took it upon herself, you know, uh, to, to actually get to goal and and score. And that was huge. You know, she, she's a very smart player. She's a player who's had experience with, you know, U17, U18, U20 national teams uh, here for the U.S. So, you know, player with a lot of experience, uh, but hadn't had a a breakout game like that uh, at the college level yet in, in her second season uh so she really couldn't have done it at a better time and uh you know she put put the team on her back uh, for for a few minutes there and just uh, came up with some huge plays so really happy for her she's worked hard and uh you know she's she's developing more just a, not just a playmaker that's gonna get goals for other people but she can actually score them herself so when you have a player that can create for others and also you know uh, seal the deal then you have a pretty special player
1: yeah for sure and then t- and then I think for the first time in program history, if I read correctly too, the second hat trick of the season. So first time in, I think, program history to have two hat tricks, of course, uh, Sarah Griffith did against uh, Ball State earlier in the year. That's pretty cool, huh?
0: Very cool. Very cool. And I think, you know, Emily's, uh, like I said, very experienced player for her age. She's only a sophomore. Uh, But to have a player like Sarah Griffith, for her to come in and be able to learn from and uh, play off of, um, I think, has been tremendous as well. So... Uh, you know, before I think teams were kind of keying on Sarah uh because she's such a dangerous threat in the attack, and now teams have to worry about Sarah and Emily yeah. and a couple other players, obviously that continue continue to develop. So uh, that just makes us that much stronger. But uh, I think the influence of of Sarah Griffith and, and some of other seniors on Emily's been tremendous, and she's just uh she's just taken that information and,
1: and really ran with it. That's awesome. And you mentioned the the, the big win against uh, Lincoln on the road. Go back on the road Thursday for a game against Illinois. Talk about about just preparations for uh, that match.
0: Yeah, well, kind of a short turnaround. So, you know, when you take Monday off to get a little recovery, uh, you know, focus on, on schoolwork and just just get away from the game for, for a day. Uh, you come back to work Tuesday and Wednesday and uh, can't do a, a whole lot because, you know, soccer is such a demanding game physically that uh, you, know, you can't really go out today and, and, and go through a, you know, rough two-hour practice of really getting a lot done. You have to really pick two or three, you know, details that you want to focus on and you want to give your players the right amount of work and, and uh, not too much. So, uh, we'll have some shorter, uh, sharp sessions and, you know, try to focus on a couple of things that, uh, we think can be, uh, you know, helpful in, 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 beating Illinois. And that's, that's kind of the focus, but a couple of quick practices Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it's right back to it. But, uh, uh, we're excited to get back on the road. We're excited, not a big road trip, uh, pretty close. So those are all nice a couple hour drive and, uh, you know, really uh, looking forward to a, a really good opponent and uh, we're going to have to be uh, at our, at our best and put together, you know, two, two full halves, which is something that, uh, you know, I still think that uh, we're striving to do at the, at the
1: highest level. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, not to look too far ahead, but just as we're talking and then you get to come back home for uh, next weekend Sunday, the, the big 10 home opener for you guys against yeah. Iowa. let talk about returning back to folk field and getting to play uh, that big 10 home opener for you guys back here.
0: Yeah. Well, our, our, our support from our, uh, from our fans has been tremendous this year. Uh, the opening match, we, we had Kentucky here and, uh, we set the attendance record. It was over 2000 people at the match and the environment was, was electric and, uh, just love majority of them were students. So just, uh, you know, they were just, uh, really, really made for a, a memorable night and it just kind of showed the potential that we have of, you know, getting uh great crowds here and, and getting that support. So, uh we expect uh the crowds to stay you know at a a high number and uh you know people in the community are coming out and you know especially the team doing really well i think it's just a a great uh great atmosphere out there games are free and uh said, you know weather's nice we're outdoor sport which you know is is obviously helpful with all the stuff that we've been we've been through lately and everything so uh uh we, we really take pride in being that team that uh you know Boilermaker fans can come out and see just give everything we have and play at a high level and it's a it's a team i think you know you just People want to support, so we've we've been thrilled with the uh, the attendance, and we've been thrilled with uh, you know the excitement, and we want to create that that environment for our players and for our fans just to make a real memorable experience. So, uh, love to be at Folk Field, you know. Obviously, the record's been really strong there this year as well, um, but uh, we have one of the best facilities in the country as well. So, our playing surface is second to none, and uh, it's just uh, a great place to play, a great place to coach, and uh, I think the fans really enjoy uh, the environment that uh, we've, we've created.
1: That's awesome, man. It sounds like a great place. I, I'm going to be on campus uh, uh, next Monday. So I'm going to have to drive by because I don't think I've ever been by nope. at the field yet. So I want to at least drive by it uh, Monday when I'm up there on campus just to, to check it out and hopefully get up to a game yeah. in the future. It just sounds like an amazing place. And yeah, I love the support that the students, especially like you mentioned, are a huge part of the crowd getting to. You know, they're selling out the volleyball holloway. Uh, and it's just awesome to see the students getting behind the, the programs right now. And especially it's just great yeah. in, right in general have fans back in the stands right
0: oh yeah it, i mean it's such a spirited group and that's what i what i love is sometimes you know you might have a, a big crowd but you just don't know how engaged the crowd is right they're there to hang out but these crowds have been really you know a player like sarah Griffith who's fantastic on the ball you know she'll beat a player and you hear the oohs and the ahs and you <laughs> see them behind the goal jumping up and you know any big play occurs it's like really engaged and that uh that just makes it so special but uh yeah our facilities are are really second to none and uh the school spirit at purdue as you know is is second to none so i think everybody's uh even more excited than normal just to like you said to be back out there and be able to attend these games i think we've all been missing that excitement whether we're coaching it or or watching it you know uh everybody's just uh that much more uh you know excited to be back out there and be be part of it so uh it's been a great fall and uh, we look forward to see what, uh, you know,
1: what the rest of it has in store. That's great. And I love the, the, the fan engagement too, just with the, the social media, I've been following the program on the, on Twitter and I don't know if it's Charlie Healer, whoever is all behind all the pictures and the, and the tweets. I just, it's fun to get to watch it from a distance down here in Indianapolis and I follow along and see the Jersey reveals and what you guys are doing. And get yeah. it. it's, it's really cool just to get, be engaged, you know, from a distance that way as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, nowadays, with what we're capable of doing, we really want to take advantage of that because that is the best, most direct route to, you know, be in touch with our fans, with recruits and things of that nature. And Charlie's done a really nice job to, you know, get that message out. And we we get a lot of uh, great response from people. And I think part of that was, you know, an example that is just the other night Marissa Bova's save was, you know, number six play on SportsCenter top 10. So, uh, you know, anytime you get that kind of national recognition, it's pretty special and it was well deserved. So, um, you know, it's just great to, uh, you know, get that message out and we've got such an incredible group of student athletes that, uh, you know, any, any type of, uh, recognition they, they get and any type of, uh, you know, uh, support they get, I think is really well deserved. And I think, uh, um, you know, the social media is one way to really kind of keep people informed. And I think, uh, we've done a nice job sending that message out and, uh, you know, we've got a special group and, um, you know, want to, want to share, you know, as much of their journey as we possibly can and make that connection
1: with all the Boilermakers out there. That's awesome. And I think I haven't checked. I don't know when the updated rankings come out for soccer. I think last week you guys were sitting just outside the rankings. I know as a coach, it's, it's, it's good to coach speak to say, hey, we're just focused on one game at a time. But I know that, you know, something the fans do pay attention to, especially students to see that a number next to a name is how exciting is that that, that that's, you know, in the picture there for you guys and just to generate more excitement for the program.
0: Yeah, I mean that's one of those things where you know obviously we always talk about focusing on the task at hand, control what you can, but you know that's a sign that you're you know things are going well and that your uh, team's successful. So certainly that's something that um, you know is always a nice indicator of what type of season you have. So if uh, someone who wants to rank us and say we're in the top twenty-five, we'll certainly you know accept that. But uh, our focus is just on trying to prove that every week. And you know as a coach, I think we look at RPI probably more than rankings because we're all looking at uh, you know where you kind of fit in for that uh, future NCAA tournament. And I, I believe right now we're, we're 20th in the RPI. Okay. Um, whether that's official or unofficial, I'm not sure, but that's, that's what I was told recently. So, um, you know, that's the place that you want to be, you want to be mm-hmm. in that, in that mix. And that's something that, uh, we haven't been in the NCAA tournament in quite a long time around here. So, uh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you want to talk about those things, you know, you don't want to bring them up too early, but certainly that's, uh, you know, a, a goal of our program. And, uh, you know, we're just taking it one step at a time, but, uh, we want to be in that conversation and, uh, um if we're you know rpi is high that's great and uh if we want to you know want to rank us somewhere in that then uh uh, we'll certainly take that but i just love to see our players you know being recognized for um for their performances and for their effort and uh if that's uh if that's a ranking then uh we'll certainly uh be pleased about that
1: that's right uh, you mentioned the NCAA tournament Uh, i was going to ask you Uh you to touch on goals uh, Uh talk about goals this season and yeah what you hope to do and make that NCAA tournament this year
0: yeah, well, it's been a while since our program has has made it to the tournament, so um, you know I think that's something that uh, is always good. I think every team should have some type of goal, you know, a realistic goal, whether it's you know winning a national title or a Big Ten title or NCAA tournament. Uh, sometimes the Big Ten tournament, and you have to really look at your team and, and you know where they are with the development and and, and uh, where you are in the program, the process of the program. But uh, I feel like it's uh, you know NCAA tournament is something that this group is truly striving for uh, with so many seniors. Uh, so many players that, uh, are in their last, uh, last chance, they want to do something big. They want to, you know, finish, you know, be in that top 64 group. And they want to, you know, potentially host a game at folk field, a tournament. There's, there's some things that we really, uh, aspire to do. Um, so they, uh, understand that. And it's something that, uh, every now and again, you have to think about in those, you know, times, those challenging training sessions or, you know, tough games, you know, it's always good to kind of know what, uh, your ultimate goal is, but, but we all know that, uh, You you just have to take it each day and try to get better. And uh, I think this group understands that it's like it's good to have those lofty goals, um, but you got to you got to win that day and continue to get better. So um, that's ultimately what we'd like to do. We'd like to be in that mix and uh, uh, get back to the tournament first first time, probably 10, 10, 11 years, something like that. So that would be a a great way for our seniors to kind of leave their uh, imprint on the program and kind of set the table for something that. we hope to be kind of a, a normal thing. at yeah. to that tournament every year. We want that to be the expectation, but you got to have a really uh, mentally strong group to accomplish something for the first, first time in a while. Yeah. And I think we have that group. Um, but uh, once, once that happens, uh, things start to, uh, you know, get a little bit easier after that. So, uh, really hope they can do that just because they've worked so hard. And, uh, uh, but like I said, right now, we're just taking it one at a time. And just, uh, you know, what we do to beat Illinois and then,
1: uh, and then move on to the next. Right on, right on. And you you mentioned, we've talked about the the senior leadership there. Talk about just some of those other strengths of your team that will help meet some of those goals and expectations this year.
0: For sure, we have four captains, which is, you know, usually have two or three captains, but with with such a talented group and such a group, uh, impactful group of veteran players, we have four, and it's Tegan Jones, Maya Lambert, Sarah Griffith, and Marissa Bova. And these are all uh, just very impactful people in our program, just tremendous student athletes, uh, you know, just tremendous uh, uh, people that that represent you know what what being a Purdue soccer player is all about. I mean, they're incredibly invested, and they're they're players I trust completely as far as you know their preparation in the off season and uh, you know the the kind of core values that they pass along to the younger players. Uh, just very fortunate, you know. Coach, uh, as a coach, you know that you know players listen to what you say, but when it's getting reinforced by your veteran players and 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 they get to see you know younger players get to see. How things should be done on a daily basis from their peers. That's when you know you really have something special rolling, and I feel like that's where we are right now. Uh, so those seniors have been—they've uh, been through a lot. Like I said, you know, we, we had to start them and play them early, and you know, not only did they get that experience, but sometimes you know, um, maybe they didn't have as many veteran players that were achieving those things uh, when they were coming up. So they've had to learn a lot on their own, and they've had to, uh, you know, like I said, overcome some challenges. But uh, through hard work and just you know, uh, just the right mindset. Um, this group has, has really uh, developed into a team that plays some good soccer. And uh, individually, there's some players that have uh, truly gotten better every year and really invested in their development. And, uh, you know, that's one of the best things about coaching is seeing some of these players achieve their goals and achieve their dreams. And I think a couple of these players will have some opportunities at professional level if they want to take that route. And that's something that, you know, three or four years ago, maybe you can't predict, but yeah. their growth on and off the pitch and their maturity, and uh, that has really allowed their talent to show. So uh, I'm thrilled for, for our senior group. And, uh, you know, they just, uh, whether they play a lot or, or a couple of players don't play as much, we're totally invested in the uh, success of the group. And uh, once again, you know, when that's the case, uh, you enjoy those you enjoy those games and you enjoy those practices even more than, than normal. So uh, we're in a really good place right now and uh, we'll miss that group. So don't want to think about the, just them <laughs> uh, leaving here soon because, uh, you know, uh I actually told my son i have a six-year-old son and uh i told him his wrist um, above his last season this season and uh he he kind of got sad and kind of went you know went and uh you know went over on the couch and, and looked really depressed i said oh buddy it's okay you know she's got nine games left she got 10 games left let's hopefully mm-hmm. some more after that but uh it's just kind of uh funny just uh just to see what kind of impact you know uh, a player like that has and uh it's, it's pretty special, but uh, we want to enjoy all these all these matches they have left. But uh, this group uh, has made a huge impact on our program, and uh, looking forward to seeing you know that final chapter, and uh, you know hopefully uh, making a
1: great one. That's great. I'm glad you mentioned that too. I, you know sometimes the character of your players and you know impact like like they have on your own son that you mentioned, yeah. you know goes far beyond wins and losses. Obviously, you want to win everything, but like yeah. I mean sometimes that like the character and yeah the, the the young women you develop there, I think you know exceeds more than, you know, a, a win or a loss or a title can uh, bring you. So that's really Absolutely. cool I'm glad you mentioned that. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. You know, we, you mentioned the seniors, and we don't want to look too forward to the end because we hope there's a long season still ahead. But one thing I think is really cool, your, your last home game, uh, we talked about the rivalry with Michigan and Michigan State off the top. Of course, Purdue's rival is IU, uh, their deepest yeah. rival anyway. I love that yeah. that's your uh, senior day or your senior night uh, uh, later in October on the 24th. Uh, that you get to finish the season at home against IU. How cool is that? How special is that that they get to, to end the season against Indiana?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's always, you know, a, a, a big game for all of us uh, and everybody involved. So, um, you know, and late in the season, of course, it could have some real implications for, you know, postseason play and where your seating is and tournaments, things like that. So, um, you know, it's a big game no matter what, but uh, two good teams. And uh, it's uh, it's it's always good to, to know that one's at the end. Know that it's at home you know it's always uh, fun to play them at home and i know it'll be a great crowd great support. um but uh love those college rivalries right that's, yeah. uh, that's that's what makes uh uh especially traditions the rivalries um that's that's some of what makes college athletics so fun
1: that's awesome and coaches we're wrapping up anything else that you just want our listeners to know about your program
0: well i just think you know like i said uh we, we take a lot of pride in, in in really uh you know being that that group of boilermakers that uh uh, really puts everything they have out there on the pitch, and you know really competes and and uh, wears that uh, uniform with a lot of pride. You know, I think uh, um, if you come out and see us or you watch us online, it's it's just a, a group that you can really get behind and support. Um, tremendous group, great in the classroom, and we're talking three, five, three, six as a team. Um, how they're able to do this at such a high level on and off the field. is just something that amazes me as their coach. And they, they deserve all the credit. We, we try to bring in players that, you know, fit what we do. But once they get here, the support, the resources, um, and the mindset they bring, it's just tremendous. So really a great team to get behind. Um, obviously, I'm their coach, so I have, you know, reasons why I want them to be successful. But you try to look outside of that sometimes and just say, what an awesome group of players, what an awesome group of people. And, uh, you know, that's what's special. They're going to go on and they're going to do great things um and they're going to really make their mark on the world and i think this experience is really going to help them um but they've helped us they've helped our program really uh you know go from a a solid uh program to something that i think can be be truly special i think they're laying that that foundation for a really bright future and i think uh, they've got big things ahead so uh definitely come check us out um it's a fun group to watch and uh they're playing at a level that uh uh, is has us all excited you know, just a, a group that, uh, you know, deserves that chance. What they went through too, the tough times, right? Yeah. I mean, just as not many of us ever played college sports, went through what they've gone through. So uh, the resiliency, the way that they stuck together and uh, uh, the joy they play this game with, it's uh, is really something special to see. So I uh, just want everybody to know, uh, you know, these are, these are uh, the best of the best and uh, we appreciate everybody who has uh, showed us so, so much support uh, through the years and, Especially these last couple months, we're really enjoying our, our
1: soccer. That's awesome, Coach. Thank you so much. I love it. Love it. Hey, if you're up in the the West Lafayette area or anywhere, I guess travel over to campus and, and check out a game. Like I said, when I'll be up there next week, I'm gonna I have to drive by the stadium and check it out because I've heard I heard some great things. So, and then yep. for anybody who's uh you know watching this uh, interview on online, um, I'll have links down below this video box uh, to the Purdue soccer program on Purdue sports and also the schedule. So if anybody wants to see when they're playing next, uh, that'll be on there as well. Anybody else who's watching, I can't help but notice coaches we're wrapping up. It looks like you have a nice corner office. Is that the uh, Boilermaker out your window there behind the, by the football stadium?
0: It is, it is, I have a beautiful view here. Uh, <laughs> got the statue right there, right by the stadium. Mackie's right back here. So uh, yeah, I definitely have one of the best views on campus. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't take it for granted. Love it up yeah, here.
1: That's awesome. I noticed that when you were talking earlier, I was like, man, that, that's got to be a great view uh, out there, off this window. So that's, that's awesome. It is. Love yep. it. <laughs> hey coach, <laughs> thank you so much. I look forward to uh, following uh, the program the rest of the season and of course uh, Thursday again uh, at Illinois before coming home Sunday against Iowa. Uh, hey, uh, best of luck the uh, rest of the season. Excited to see how it goes. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thank you, coach. Appreciate you. Boiler up. Take care thank you boiler up a reminder you can follow the full steam ahead podcast on twitter at full steam pod and you can always listen to like comment subscribe to the podcast on apple google play spotify stitcher iheart radio and tune in thanks again for listening to the full steam ahead podcast until next time i'm adam bartels